0: folks welcome back to the podcast um we are on series three episode 48 um by my kind of rough calculations um i'm here with not one but two two guys today um you may have seen them on instagram just now i've been following both of these guys for quite a while although they may not know it um so we've got grant and ross here who kind of make up lean lads lifestyle um We've got one of them sitting in Glasgow, we've got one of them sitting in Montenegro, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> how are you guys doing? Really good, Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, very well, mate, very well.
1: It does sound quite mad when you say Montenegro, because you just, uh, I don't know why, you just get that, I still get this association with just a war or something like that happening. <laughs> I know, I know,
2: it's just, it's such a random place as well, whenever I've, I've been speaking to anyone to back home, not that be right around,
0: I'm like, Montenegro, and they're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard good things about it, to be fair. I've got a, a kind of client that travels with a Tartan Army and he says it's brilliant over there. Yeah, it
2: really took me by surprise, man. Like, when I was on the bus and like, honestly, it's um, it's one of the nicest places I've been. So surprising. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And it's cheap as fuck as well. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: bet. Um, but the first question I kind of wanted to ask you guys, and, again, I actually don't know the answer to this. Um, how did you guys kind of come to be how did the coaching program um the pair of you guys come together in the first place
1: so basically like
2: my, I mean I, I don't know how far you want us to go back but basically myself and Grant, we uh we work together as PTs we we initially just kind of as most PTs do we just trained everyone and anyone um that you know, older people, younger people, women, and we realised quite quickly that we really kind of resonated with guys like us. And we, we've we gone through kind of like a wee bit of a journey where, you know, we struggled with stuff that a lot, pretty much every guy in in this country struggles with in terms of, you know, wanting to make progress and their lives do better, be in better shape, but also at the same time, wanting to have a social life and often that social life clashing with where we wanted to go in life and going through periods of like things to try, guys trying to do things like stay off it is the classic Scottish thing and that working for a wee bit and then falling back off and like what's wrong with me type thing setting big goals and challenges and that help you know, to stay off it but then not really changing our mindset so we fall back again in the same habits and then eventually, kind of getting to the stage where we had a bit more degree of, kind of where we are just now, where we say in that position where we have a large degree of self control and we're helping guys kind uh, of learn how to do that as well and improve their own mindset, improve their improve confidence. Like I've I go into this before, where it comes down to it, a lot for guys when it comes to being able not to drink, being able not to take drugs and stuff like that, it's really how you feel about yourself, confidence, self esteem, and stuff. So um and yeah that, that's kind of where we're got to just now but what I would say it's like and you you'll probably realise yourself right it's a it's an ongoing thing see self-development working on yourself uh, in yourself never stops a lot of guys think you know I'll do a 90 day program and I'll do me soft sorry mate it's not you're gonna need to keep working on yourself all the time so um yeah hope that hope that gives you a rough idea about kind of where we went went a bit
0: of a rant a bit not no, no, mate, not at all, and um, obviously with you guys, you both working predominantly online now, hence obviously travelling and stuff like that, um, how have you found that? Has that been a recent switch, or has that been something you've been doing for a long time now?
1: So we, we switched online, like, it was probably pretty much just over a year ago, so we we a gym for, and this kind of ties in with what we're doing, actually, we did a gym for long we have the gym for three years. Yeah, yeah,
2: three years, three and a half years,
1: something. We had a year year of things where we started then COVID hit. So we were kind of in and out of the gym. And what we'd noticed with the gym was, see with the training side of things, like we noticed that we could help guys get in great shape through training, right? But what happened was they got in good shape, but they needed us to hold their hand. And like, see, because we were training them all the time, see out with the gym, we couldn't actually change the things that needed changing. Things like the fact that they couldn't stop getting on it. Like, we couldn't get into the nitty-gritty of, like, why are you doing it? Because we were always in the gym training them. And, like, we noticed that there was almost, like, a a gap that guys think they need training. But most guys, like, don't really need training. What they need is to develop their mindset, to develop their habits, to develop their lifestyle, the way they think about getting on it, the way they think about life. And that kind of led us down the path of moving online. We moved online about a year ago. And things have just went from strength to strength because we noticed we had the gym and we we started the online program at the same time. So we still had the gym. And when we got people into the online program, we noticed that something mad was happening. The guys in the online program were getting better results than the guys in the gym because we were actually fixing the root of the problem. We weren't just like we had guys that we would go in and there could be a session with six people and I'm sitting there. I don't coach one of them because I've coached them for that long that they know how to do every single thing. And I'm like, I could be spending this hour actually coaching you on things that are going to change your life, as opposed to saying to you, what I need you to do is breathe and brace a bit harder. Like, that's not going to change somebody's life.
0: No, I completely agree. Um, I've certainly found that myself as well. I kind of dive straight into the online coaching thing because I, I kind of started during COVID. Um, I'd obviously done PT before that. And um, I was finding the exact same things, like the guys that I was working with in person or perhaps not getting the same results as the guys that were online. Um, it's just giving those individuals the kind of power to go and work on things like their mindset um, and their general like, confidence, not just, as you say, not just how to do a squat on a bench press, because that doesn't that kind of papers over the cracks. Yeah. Um, but kind of the, what, the main thing that I wanted to get into was um, how you guys deal with um, helping individuals that want to stay off it. They want to reduce the amount they're drinking. They want to stop taking drugs. They want to stop staying in gaffes until fucking four in the morning every single weekend. Um, because I kind of gathered from like reading your guys' stuff. like That's something we've all done before. We've yeah. been there. We've done it. And we've kind of come out the other side. How would you go and tackle that? I know that's a wide question, but how would you tackle so, it? A, it's a wide
2: question, but it's a great question. And I kind of what we both touched on already is, is dealing with the root of the problem. So like, See, getting on it, staying in gas till 5, 6, 7, eight in the morning, hating yourself on Sunday, binge eating as well is another thing. Usually that ties in with having been on it the day before, you get a takeaway the next day, drinking, etc. etc. These are not the problem, these are symptoms of another problem. These are just what you're doing as a result of something else that's going on in your life and in your mind. And um, that, generally speaking, right, see, see the way like, guys' brains work, the way everyone's brains work is we're always trying to get away from feeling bad. Your brain is always learning strategies to get away from feeling bad. The problem with alcohol and cocaine is they're very quick ways of changing how you feel. They're very convenient. You know, you know yourself, and you can change how you feel by doing a workout that requires an hour's worth of effort and actually going to the gym much faster than fucking just say, take, take a big massive line of coke, all of a sudden you're feeling better. And then you need to ask the question like, so what are you trying to get away from? What 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 is the bad feeling you're trying to get away, away from? Is it because you've got no energy because you work far too much and you're knocking your pan your sleep's terrible, is it because you're struggling with anxiety, is it because you have very little self-esteem and self-confidence, is it because you are in a relationship and you fucking hate and then look at that problem but the problem with doing that and looking at the root of it, it's fucking difficult man it's a lot easier just to just to sedate, just to just to rely on, on whatever your fix is be that, just eat, be that can okay, be that beer whatever it's a lot easier to do that and actually look at the problem but see if you can tackle the problem I said to one of the guys on a live room call the day, he, he was basically saying the problem is like all social events involve alcohol and I said who told you that and he said well they, they do and I was like you don't have to and he said they, I said I said, well why, why do you feel you're doing it's like because I don't have the confidence to go without drinking and I was like deal with that then make yourself I said imagine how good life would be if you feel so confident you could go to something and be sober or drink if you wanted to you could take it or leave it you can in control of it imagine how good that would be so that ultimately is the answer it's not an easy answer though if people are listening to this looking for an easy answer a quick fix I'm sorry man
0: no I, think, no I get it
1: I think as well like see, see guys I think see we've obviously went down the personal development route and we we look inward I think a lot of guys like the problem is that guys don't look inward so they'll just say things like I just love getting mad with it and you're like but do you? Like, because see if you just love getting mad with it, you wouldn't be riddled with the fear and hating yourself every Sunday morning. You would just be like, oh, it's cool. Like, this is just what it is. So, like, and, and I think guys don't like looking internally. They just see, as Ross is saying, they just look at the surface level problem. They don't look at the underlying problem. Like, what is underneath there? Because as guys see, as Ross is touching on, like, guys like to portray confidence. And, like, we had a great training from a guy called Brian Costello, who's, like, he's a mental health expert. And he said there's a difference between confidence and self-esteem, right? So, like, see for example, I could probably go and get, and I, I'm sure yours would be the same, I could go and get 10 of my mates, right, and I could put them on this podcast and they could hold a conversation. But do they, like, so there's an outward confidence, but then there's inward confidence. And I don't think I've got 10
2: mates.
1: I know. I was like, As I said, I'm like, maybe two mates. <laughs> like, and then there's, there's self-esteem, which is, your ability to see through challenge, to put in the work, and to do hard things, and this is where I see a lot of guys who struggle with drinking, boozing, They have outward confidence, but they don't have inward confidence, and nothing in your life changes until you develop like that. I don't know why I'm touching as if it's in here. <laughs> I'm touching it, um, but until you develop that inward confidence in yourself, nothing will ever change in your life.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I actually found i really didn't understand that when i was kind of first going through this so i basically went and traveled australia for uh best part of a year and came back on kind of i basically got kicked out let's just say that um <laughs> had to leave came back and i was fucking lost didn't know what to do with my life had no purpose wasn't sure where i was going with my career and that was the stage of my life when i turned to it pretty pretty heavily yeah. and um on it every single weekend, and just, I couldn't fucking work out why I was doing it, waking up every Sunday with a fear, I'm like, why is this happening, but I just, I had nothing else, I had no purpose, I didn't, I didn't have any other direction in my life, and I was still living in Australia in my head, um, and that was my escape from it, but, um, and then when you kind of talked about, sorry, I'll take it,
2: See what's interesting there, guys. Well, another, another thing we talk to the guys a lot about it in the program is like guys need purpose and challenge in the life. It's just it's inner DNA as men, as a, as a male species, you need to feel like you're challenging. You need to feel like you're solving problems. You need to feel like you make progress. When you don't have that, what the guys do and they fill the void with something because you don't know what's wrong. Me, it's like fuck it, we'll just fill the void. How do you fill the void? The easiest way as possible.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing I was kind of wanting to touch on as well, and it's it's almost something I'm kind of going through myself just now, is like stepping away from alcohol even more. It's kind of going through this journey where before, like going into some sort of social setting, kind of what you were just speaking about there, I could not do it without alcohol. I could not. The confidence within myself was just not there to then go and just, even just speak to like a family member I've not seen in a while or speak to the missus's family member. I'd just be like, I would be holding back. I would need 10 beers to then go and do that. So it was interesting to, to hear about kind of Grant's little journey on not drinking for a year, which most people will think is absolutely mental. <laughs> Mate, see,
1: see, me and Ross, we actually done a, a podcast on this yesterday. And you know what was funny, right? And that this is... I, I, can, I, I use the analogy of, see, for a guy who's never been in the gym, I remember the first time I walked into a gym, I was like, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable. And I'm like looking about and I'm a bit... And see, when I first, like, decided to stop at night, see probably the first three, four social events, it was really uncomfortable. And it got really uncomfortable. And then I was saying to Ross, like, see at the, I think it was on about month. In fact, it was the week before I finished the year. I went out with my mates to watch the Rangers Celtic game. And within minutes, the gear was up. They were rattling gear. Like, and I was sitting and I was like, it's interesting that this would have, made me feel very uncomfortable but you just develop like me I, I see at the end of it by the end of the year like I, I did not care about being around mad with people like it did not bother me because you, you almost like you just become immune to it through doing and I think this is a thing that a lot of people as Ross touched on earlier see when they get feelings of discomfort they run away from it so like, see the first few times see if you're going to try and stay off it you're going to go into social situations with no alcohol I said this to a guy in the programme the other week. He said to me, I'm going out and I'm not drinking. And I said to him, prepare yourself. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel like you want to drink. You're going to get all those feelings inside of people are looking at me. People think I'm an idiot. People think I'm a fanny. It is going to happen. Expecting it not to happen is setting yourself up to fail. You need to understand that that feeling is coming. And the only way it's going to go away is the more you put yourself in the situation because it gets easier.
2: Yeah, and that right there is is personal growth. And I think we're so many guys struggle is they, they don't view adversity and challenge in the correct way. As Ganga said, the minute guys feel adversity and challenge, they run away from it. See if you can switch the way you look at it and think, right, this is difficult. I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to embrace this. I know this is helping me become better. That's how you become better. So you don't run away from it. You get stuck in it. You say, you know what, this is fucking difficult. It's the same as when you're doing a workout like some guys will love to train they love when their muscles are burning, but the minute it's an awkward social situation it's shit advanced. It's the same thing. It's just mental rather than physical.
0: Yeah. I did I did a couple of funny things the last time. Well, it was maybe even just a month ago. I did a few strange things which you'll probably have picked up before. So went to just a little event on a Saturday night, had a couple of non-alcoholic beers. First thing I did was basically turned the turned the tag around so nobody could kind of see it subconsciously. I was like, right, make yeah, sure yeah. nobody sees this is non-alcoholic. And then someone actually asked me a question. They were like, Do you just not drink anymore? Because you're a PT. And I was like, No, 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 just tonight. I'm walking, I'm on no, tomorrow." Um, it was a strange reaction to it. I found I was just like, I'm obviously still a little bit kind of self conscious of what people think when it comes to not drinking because I was literally the only person at that party not drinking. So I think I've still got quite a bit to go when it comes to trying this. That's actually, just right in the middle of that, that zone of growth, or challenge, yeah. no, those, those feelings at the stomp are exactly like
1: what I'm talking about to lean into and embrace it. Right. So See what you're saying as well. Like, I found right seeing the first probably one to six months. See, whenever somebody asked me about alcohol or they said, are you not drinking? I would say no, because. And I would I would, I would, would always feel the need to give a reason. And see the last six months, quite a lot of times, it would be quite awkward. People would go, you're not drinking? I would just go, no. Nah. Yeah. And I would just sit and I would let it get really, really awkward. Because I'm like, I don't feel the need to justify you why I'm not drinking. And if somebody said why, I would just go, because I don't want to. And it was more like, because something that I've learned, like see social circles and stuff, see when you're around the right people, people don't act, people don't keep pushing the question. They just go, cool. Yeah. No worries. Uh, I
0: agree. Yeah. Um, so here's a question that I also was thinking of. Um, so f- for me, in the position that I'm in right now, as an online coach, I've probably got 40, 50 people working under me. That's like a, an incredible amount of purpose and responsibility Um, and I almost like have to uphold these standards how do you kind of work with individuals say for example I've done labouring jobs before I've done jobs on building sites and for me there was almost like a bit of escapism at the weekend going out for a drink and, and kind of taking drugs and stuff like that how do you then talk to a guy who's really fucking not enjoying his job or his life in general is there, how would you kind of set out a plan for him to have (laughs) that purpose? So, mate, see the first step, right? So, I used to be a scaffolder um, years
1: ago. So, like, see the first thing, right, see when somebody comes into the programme, people come into the programme with with one main goal, right? So, we've got four phases to the programme. So, in phase one, we call it the regain phase. So, in the regain phase, the whole point of this phase, right, is to just get a guy to lose weight and feel better about themselves, is to get them to switch their mindset, and start looking forward, start challenging themselves. And at the end of phase one, what we do with people is we start to look at what's your long-term vision. And what you'll quite regularly find is you might find that some guys in construction-based jobs are a bit like, eh, fuck, eh, I don't know. And, like, what we try and do from there is, like, just try and, like, look, like, where do you want to get to? Like, are you happy just being on the tools the rest of your life? Because we've had a couple of guys who went self-employed, like they were working for companies and they went, no, do you know, I've always had it in my head that I want to do it going on my own. And it's like seeing this first phase, sometimes it might take longer than one phase to, for them to build the confidence to be able to do it. But it's like, it's that thing. See what you were saying, that purpose. You need like, it's almost like it's, it's a phase thing. Like nobody, like when I think back to myself, see when I quit my scaffolding job, I remember the first thing I'd done the next day was I joined the gym because I knew I need to start feeling better with myself. And then see as I've done that, then I started piecing together, right? How the fuck do you sort your life out? And I think that's what a lot of guys need to understand. It's like you're going to – phase one is just you getting a better relationship with yourself. And then see as we go, what we say to a lot of guys – we've got a few guys in the program just now. See, the longer you're in the program, your problems, the real problems are going to bubble to the surface because what's going to happen is you're going to lose weight and you're going to feel better and you're going to be like, shit. I still don't feel like I'm fully there. What is it? And it's like, welcome to the world where you're about to to discover all your problems now. And it's, are you willing to go towards them? See what Ross was saying, Ella. Like, happiness, like, comes from progress. So, like, it comes from solving problems. So, like, first problem is going to be losing weight. But then it's like, what's problem number two and have you get the balls to solve it? So it could be, like, are you on the tools but you want to go on your own? Are you in a job that you hate and you need to go and find something else? Do you need to go and re-educate yourself? Like when I quit Scaffold I went to college uni and re-educated myself because I just knew this is not what I want. And I think that's what a lot of people, that's their that's approach. It's like a slowly but surely you, you chop it down and we start to sort it. And like we've got guys who like they're maybe single and like, we're like, how do you meet a bird then? And they're like, I don't want to just go in Night City meet a bird. And it's like, cool, so how do you, how do you gain the confidence be people to talk to a bird and say, how are you doing?
2: Man. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a gradual thing, and you know, like obviously, you can achieve a lot in 90 days, but you you can lose a lot of weight. But see, in terms of t- to keep the results, you need to change who you are as a person, how you see yourself, who who the guy looks back at you. is, know, that has to ultimately change. You really have to do that in 90 days because you've got a lot of you can know, really deep-rooted habits and beliefs about yourself. So see if you've seen yourself as wee fat dairy all your life for 28 years and then you always wait 90 days, you've got 28 years versus 90 days. You're gonna to need to persist with it for a bit longer and stay on that journey. If you've seen that as a guy that takes me every weekend, and you've done that for the last 10 years, it's not going to take 90 days. You need to keep persisting. That's really you need to get in your head. Like, this is a lifestyle change. This is a this is a new life I'm trying to build, it's a journey, and I'm gonna keep working towards it. And you know what's that, it's the perfect thing for guys, because as what some touched on, guys love. Progress, love problem, problem solving, love, feeling like they're getting somewhere and they're challenged all the time. Like it's in our nature to feel challenged and you stop challenging yourself, I would avoid yeah, always. Yeah.
0: I do find that uh, the 90 day thing initially is obviously pretty good for a guy who's maybe not got in really good shape before or he's not really tackled 100%. something, say for example, a half marathon. That's what I basically do as well. It's kind of similar to you guys. Like I basically sit down with that individual near the end of the 90 days and say, right, okay, now what's the vision? Because it happens and it's happened in my coaching program before. Before I had this kind of set up, it's individuals will get that result, will fall off the cliff after 90 days and you'll catch them again in six months' time because they'll have the same problem because so they didn't give themselves the chance to actually set that future vision.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's just a lesson people need to learn the hard way. And you need to, need to just let them go and learn it. We've we've made that mistakes. We were actually talking yesterday about kind of one of the, the first guy PPs. We worked with and we we did a transformation. Brilliant, lost weight, and the guy was sitting talking to us about a long term vision and the whole time we're sitting like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. And we just fucked off and put all the weight back on. <laughs> and for like a year of like making no progress and going backwards and then realized. I need to get a PT again.
1: I need to sort myself out. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> See what Ross is saying, something that we speak to guys a lot about. See if you're a guy, right, and the only goal that you've ever, ever tried to achieve in the gym is weight loss, you are in a very dangerous place because the gym is not a weight loss tool on its own. And like, nobody ever weight lossed themselves to sort themselves out. Weight loss is like, we've got four phases. Weight loss is phase one. So you can keep redoing phase one your whole life, but you're never going to sort yourself out. And I had this conversation with a guy last night. He's like, I feel like I can just maintain what I'm doing. And I was like, But you're just gonna how much you're just gonna lose weight the rest of your life? And I'm like, mate, that's not how it works. Like after phase one, it's like, right, how do we maintain the weight? How do we start to add muscle? Because guys, see any guy you see that's in great shape, it's not through dieting, it's through years of building muscle, and then they've dieted, and then it's like. Have you seen through any challenge? Because one of the big parts of your program, see phase four, is we get guys to do a physical challenge, something that takes them so fucking far out of their comfort zone that they, they they can't even imagine. But that's the point where you actually grow and you realize like you're capable of doing so much more. And see any of the guys that do this and they go through phase four, they're the guys who end up like starting their own businesses, going out and doing their own thing because they about that self-confidence that when things get really, really shit and really, really hard, they know I can see this through. Where I see the 12-week weight loss guys, they're the, they're the very guys because they've never looked past weight loss. That they go, I've no motivation. I've no willpower. I just can't eat. I don't know what it is. I do well, then I fall off track. And it's like, mate, it's just because you think you can diet
0: forever. I know. That's what I was waiting to say, just as you basically said it, like when these individuals actually take on that massive physical challenge, it could be something like, literally just running a 10k, running a half marathon, climbing a fucking Munro or something like that. Once they've got the self-belief that they can do something like that way out of their comfort zone, that's when you start hearing them speaking about, oh, I'm not quite happy where I am just now. I think I could push on in my career. I could go self-employed, something like that. So it's, you You can't kind of downplay how massive something like that is.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, guys, I kind of wanted to know about your travels because I've, I've noticed you guys have been all over the place. Um. <laughs> Argentina, the what was it? Was it River Plate against Boca? I, both that.
1: Mate, I, I was there with my missus. Ross was in Mexico at the time. Um, but I mean we we see when we moved, we moved online and but I think pretty much we've been talking about we wanted to travel forever. And do you know what was quite interesting? See COVID. See when we talk about something shining a light in your problems. COVID happened. And we, we were just in this work, work, work. So we just worked morning, done session in the morning, done sessions at night. So tired, but you just battled through. And COVID hit. And me and Ross had a conversation about four weeks in when you're like, I feel a lot fresher than I've ever felt. And then see when we started feeling fresher, you couldn't work, you couldn't drink, you couldn't do all these things. It was like hmm, suddenly gaps are starting to appear in my life that I never realised. I'm like, I don't love getting up at four in the morning to go and train people like all the time. I don't love working 16 hour days. And it was like, I then I realized I'm like, I've always wanted to travel and I've never done it as much as I wanted to. And then we won this thing where it's like, how do we build a business and a life that allows us to do this? And like we pretty much we signed up to a business course, we signed up to an and we I think we shut the gym on the I think we shut the gym on a Monday or a Tuesday. And like I just was on a flight on a Thursday. All right. And it was just like fuck it let's just let's just do it and see what happens and like it was i mean ross is obviously doing a bit of traveling just now but it's i would say like traveling south america was it was just so eye-opening and like see ross being in montenegro and stuff like biggest thing that like it opened my eyes to like what there is in the world but also like the 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 misconceptions that we as westerners have about other places because people like that to me do not feel like you're going to die And I'm like, there's a few moments where it was quite ropey. But I'm like, the people in every country were incredible. Like, Mm. every place we went was unbelievable. Like, see, see, like, I was talking to my mate about this, and I'm like, see what you would pay for a holiday in Dubai. You could probably go to Rio, Buenos Aires, and have the time of your life. See things and do things you never thought possible for less.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And for double the time. Yeah. I think I think um,
2: living in the UK, living in, living in Scotland, living in the UK, it's, it's quite a bubble and you can just get used to like this is the way the world is and stuff for like that and when you do it with other places. It, like Dan it says, it's such an eye-opener because um, you just see the way other people live and stuff for like that. I actually think in other parts of the world people live life the correct way. Like, it's so funny. Like, see, I, so I was in Croatia for the last, just under a month and um, I don't think I saw a stressed out person when I was there. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, everyone takes a long time to do everything and um, everyone just kind of sits <laughs> about all day drinking coffee and I'm like, have you not going to work to do But, you know, people seem happier. Um, there's less fucking okay. technology. There's less, it's a bit less advanced than here uh, than the UK, sorry. But, you know, people <laughs> definitely seem a lot less stressed and you go back home and everyone's kind of rushing about and that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's just, it's just really interesting to get different perspectives on the way other people live their lives and stuff, definitely.
1: I remember uh, I see I throw out a throw about Ross saying it was stressed. Me and Shannon were in a supermarket in Buenos Aires, right? And I, I remember I was standing pissing myself at this, right? We went up, so we filled like we were doing our weekly shop and we filled like see just bags with fruit. So we took them up and the girl is like, you need to put the tags on the bags, so you need to weigh them and tag them. So I looked, right and I swear to God, it's one of the biggest cues ever seen behind us, and I'm like, oh, fuck off. I mean. Wait, the, same, the same thing happened to me the whole day. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> So Shannon, this is like, just go back. So Shannon takes all the stuff back into the basket, and the woman at the checkout just pulls her phone out and sits back. Everybody in the queue is just standing like that, just looking a bit, smiling. Nobody said a word. See if that happened here. You would have people at the back trying to kill you. And that was, that was it was things like that where I was like, It's mad how, like, because even, like, I noticed there was times when, like, I would be in a queue and I'm like, fuck's sake, hurry up. And the people are just like, and they just look a bit like nobody's in any kind of rush. But I think think everybody in their life should challenge themselves and go somewhere that is going to challenge the way you think and the way you view things. Like, I remember when we first got to Brazil in the morning, we woke up at five in the morning and we had read horror stories about what the beaches and stuff were like. And I was looking at the window and I'm like, do it's dodgy in there? And within about two weeks, like we were on the beach at like half five in the morning, just lying. Like we'd go down, we'd like sometimes do a workout on the beach, we'd stretch, we'd sometimes just go in the sea. And you just realise that in
0: 99% of cases, it's just utter nonsense that you read. That does seem like it. And so, Ross, is your, is your travel right now, is it is it planned or is it kind of sporadic? Do you just kind of go where and when? Or is there like no, a time it's, limit? It's, to-
2: it's, um, it's fairly planned, to be honest, because we... I'd always planned to go travelling about this time. Um, anyway, um, without want to go too much in it, I was in a seven-year relationship that just finished, and I basically ultimately sold the flat, I was homeless. Not homeless on the streets, but I didn't have, I didn't have an address and stuff. And I was like, the next step for me shouldn't be just getting another luggage and stuff. And I was like, I don't really want to or need to. And that's what I, so I thought, do you want to abroad? And it's kind of tied in nicely. We've arranged something with our clients. Um, we're going to Athens in like, is it a week then? Next week? We, next Thursday. Next next Thursday we're going to Athens. And then... Um, some me, me and Grant are absolute football geeks. Like we just love European football. One of our big hobbies that we try to start doing and want to start doing more and more is going to big European football derby. So I want to see against Olympiakos in Athens. We've got like four of our clients coming or something, which is it's just okay. gonna be some experience. We, we'll obviously love it, the guys will love it and stuff as well. Like, um, so yeah, I kind of tie being where I'm just now and with that so that I can kind of work my way. Towards Greece, essentially, and then from there, I, I, I don't know what I'll do. Probably, I'd imagine be home for a wee bit for Christmas and stuff, man. But um,
0: yeah, that's gonna uh, it's all gonna kind of tie in quite well. Class, mate, exceptional. Um, so, if I could ask you like a couple of I suppose you could call them quickfire questions. If um, you had well, one to three bits of advice for a young man coming into a program? minds are yours. And he wanted to change his life. He wanted to get off it. He wanted to really try and better himself. What would be the first three things he would do?
2: Listen, listen to your coach. Don't put your own spin things. i met of guys saying you know no better. You know, just realise the life following the program is doing something different. It's follow the fucking program. Like, you have invested money in an expert. Do what he tells you and don't
1: change it. I would say like my, my number one thing is just embrace embrace this and embrace uncomfortable feelings, whether that is the discomfort of going to the gym when you're tired, the discomfort of getting up early, the discomfort of being in a social situation, and all those feelings of, oh, I don't like this, this is uncomfortable. Embrace that. that because See see when that discomfort comes. That is when you're growing. That is when you're becoming a better person. That is when you're starting to move towards a goal. And when you avoid that discomfort and you say things like, oh, I've no motivation, I'm just weak, I'm weak-minded, it's not like just embrace the discomfort. Trust me, it will change your life.
0: Quality. I also just want to say thank you to both you guys as well because I've followed you guys for like maybe a year and a half, two years now and it was the openness and honesty from your guys in the posts. Like I hadn't really seen that on social media before when it comes to like drugs and stuff like that. That kind of allowed me to almost go, you know what, it's fucking all right to actually speak about this and not try and pretend it didn't happen and pretend I never was doing that kind of shit. So, Actually, massively appreciate uh kind of your openness and honesty because that helped me kind of open up with that stuff as well. Um I so, yeah. that lot, mate. that's absolutely class, man.
1: But it was funny, like me and Ross see I remember remember the we had a conversation one day and we were like, How do we push the business forward? And it was like we both said, like, we need to start being more honest about booze, gear, getting on it. And I remember like our we first post, remember the fear posting it. Like see the first post we post talking about that stuff because you just open yourself up to so much criticism, so much like negative feedback. You know, there's
2: a there's a few things we've posted, and uh, I'm like, fuck, my mom and my aunties are on social media and they can see us. But I like, you know what? It is what it is, man. You're always better just being totally open because you can
0: relate to people that way.
2: Rather
0: That's than the it. Front you'll get people reading that going, "Fucking hell, that hits home. That's me." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but guys, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, it's massively appreciated. Um, where can where can people find you? I know you've got a podcast, and you've got obviously Instagram, Facebook, and that. Instagram. I, which- <laughs> I think both of these thought each other were a bit of there The best place to
1: find is like we most of our like can you know, content. The place that we speak to people most is just Instagram Lean Lads Lifestyle. We've got our podcast, which is Lean Lads Glasgow, isn't it?
2: Yes, uh, I think so,
1: right? We've got a podcast. To be honest, our podcast, we've started updating it a wee bit more. Um, But they're they're our best places on Facebook as well, Lean Lads Lifestyle, as well our personal pages, Grant Kennedy, Ross Jackson. Like, if anybody sends a friend request or anything like that, we'll accept them, unless you're very weird.
2: (laughs) No problem. uh, Unless you're one of these, like, say, when you see these, like, kind of, like, sex trap people that, that join us, like some Chinese women, it's like a supermodel, absolutely stunned to join us as a friend, and you're like, mm. and like I, I don't think I know you. Is it just me that gets them anyway? Well, you no, know? I get them as <laughs> well. It's just me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do get them in the private DMs. Never replied oh, yeah. to <laughs> one. No, <definitely not. laughs> but no, guys, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Fine, uh, massively that. appreciated. Um, Cheers uh, for all your mate, trip to, your to, to Athens next week. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, man. Cool, hey guys, thanks.